Welcome to Down the River Podcast, Episode 3. My name is Landon Little. And this is Brent Clark. And today we're at Kikianga Cider Company over here on Gegline Road. And we are with one of the owners, Tyler. Hey, if you just want to give us one uh, rundown of your guys' company and what you guys are doing out here. Yep. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is Tyler Butcher, um, one of the co-founders of Kikianga Cider Company. We uh, recently opened our tasting room and production facility in June of 2017. Uh, we're um, the area's only dedicated hard cider producer, and um, we just try to push the envelope here, um, doing different ciders, and also like to do traditional ciders as well. So, well, so tell no, go ahead, Brent. Tell <laughs> us a little bit about um, yeah, where the idea come from. Well, um, so the idea. Um, we grew up in Adams County, so which is just south of here, and um, we've always had fresh pressed juice. Um, different people always had fresh pressed juice, so we've always drank apple cider. We always, me and Logan, always liked the unpasteurized. Uh, just stop at a little stand on the road. But um, so one day I was at a wedding, and uh, my cousin said, "Hey, I have this old hand press, you know, from 1960s. It was my grandpa's." And um, my brother has a couple trees in his yard he never uses. And so I was just like, I literally called Logan up and I was like, hey, um, meet me at my brother's tomorrow. We're going to press some apples and try to make some cider. Um, so I, now before that, had you ever pressed apples by hand? No, we've never pressed any by hand. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, this I've, was, I've done it before. It is an upper body workout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can see things have progressed, that's for sure, because starting out, it, it was a workout. To, uh, we did the grinder by hand, and to grind up all those apples, um, we, it was a little more work than what we anticipated. But at the end of the day, uh, it was fun. We were hanging out, um, had a few uh, drinks, and um, kept it going from there. So, so that's how you caught the bug. You just you got an old press and just kind of went with it. Yeah. Uh, um, like I said, I, I don't know why. I can't really pinpoint <laughs> why. For pressing. I literally just called Logan and said, hey, um, we're pressing apples tomorrow at my brother's house. Uh, come down. And he Very went cool. to the store, bought some yeast and some buckets, and met me there. And here we are. That's kind of like the South South Fort Wayne kind of thing. We used, I used to meet up with people just to, like, chop wood. And it's like, <laughs> it's like that's just what we did in South Fort Wayne was just stuff like that. You I've, done, your, I've done a lot of that in my day. Yeah, you just find something new and you my, call up your buddies and be like, let's try and figure this out. Well, my parents still heat their house with a wood yeah, stove. So is so mine. That's always fun to yeah. deal with all that. So with uh, when jumping into this, how did you – how do, or just give us, like, a quick, um, like, rundown of what – happened between right. you calling so, him up and saying let's press apples <laughs> to hey maybe we should look into getting so a building and did you write a business plan like how, how'd that process go for you yeah um so like i said we pressed we fermented um we went to logan's house we opened some bottles we started drinking some didn't taste very good but um once we started drinking we're like this is a great idea like why not do this, you know? And um, so Logan actually worked for a distributor, so he knew the market. He had like a lot of, you know, insider information and kind of saw where the market's going. And with my financial background, um, started throwing together like some um, pro forma income statements and, you know, one year, two year, three year, all that. And it just, I mean, I was like, we got to try this. You're right. So you felt like there was like a, 
that was like your jump or whatever. Because I'm always hearing people always take a jump into a business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were standing in his kitchen and just like a light bulb went off that Let's it go. has to be done. Like we were always wanting to be in the alcohol industry. We were always wanting to be in the alcohol right. industry, uh, not knowing what that was. Uh, you know, we loved beer at the time, but knowing that the craft beer boom has been around since the '80s, or like, do we really want to get into a market that's you know, kind of saturated and more keep coming. Yeah, we do, but let's do it in a different way. <laughs> yeah, no, and the cidery is a great spin on that. It's, it, I mean, it's unique to Fort Wayne. It's, it's, it's right. an awesome thing. So, yeah, I remember actually we were like 21, our first cider, when uh, Woodchuck really hit the area, and we were like super excited. We were drinking Woodchuck a lot when we were 21, 22. Yeah, we were do- the first time I ever had a woodchuck was mixed with a Guinness, so snake bite. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You know? So it just kind of made sense to to bring something to Fort Wayne that hasn't been brought. You know. Very cool. So when you were working on your business plan, you know, what was it? You know, easy to figure out what your projections would be. Uh, did you just have? I mean, since this is so new to Fort Wayne, did you just? <laughs> scientific yeah, wildlife no, it, guess. How was the learning experience? It, it was extremely hard because there was nothing to base off of. Okay. Um, tried to base ourselves on breweries, but I mean, it's hard to say because we're virtually created the cider market in Fort Wayne, so we don't. We I had no idea where this is going to go. I I mean, we've doubled my first year projections in six months so uh, (laughs) that i mean i we just kind of understated the market a little but um like i said with nothing else being there i'd kind of base sales off breweries and um go from there because but a lot of them aren't distributing so we we were trying to focus more on distribution we typically the tasting room was an afterthought we wanted to start distributing right away first Okay. But then um, the more we talked to the gag lines here, um, the more space they opened up for us. We just said, why not have a tasting room as well? So, And we also ran into the issue that in the state of Indiana, if you're considered a winery, you're not allowed to self-distribute. Right. So. Oh. <laughs> Which is, I disagree with it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's leave it there. So uh, for a young company like us to find a distributor to actually take us on and distribute, um, it's, that's a very complicated task. So yeah, I mean, since you can't self-distribute, how, how was that? Did you just go out there and start reaching out to all the different distributors and see which one bit? <laughs> Not really. Uh, <laughs> our business plan focused more towards the tasting room, um, and then the distribution became an afterthought. And then me being in the industry and having contacts that I do, a former boss of mine introduced me to a friend of his that started a distribution company in Indianapolis. And... They just started coming up to the Fort Wayne market, and it kind of we just kind of got lucky. Very cool. So, so, so you just did a little pivot. You're like, all right, well, yeah. So, the so in the middle of the game, he wants me to change the whole plan. Yeah. So, well, you, uh, you gotta be nimble. Right. Yeah. Like I told him, we do have to be on a pivot. Like, yeah. it was kind of an eye opener once we started digging into the laws, and I was like, yeah, we pretty much had to flip our plan 180 degrees. Right. Tasting room first, then distribution. Well, I mean, it's worked out well. I mean, the tasting room looks great. Uh, I mean, just waiting to start this, you guys had people even from Toledo showing up. So it, it that was pretty wild. <laughs> well, it's been crazy. Like we get people from all over. Um, when we first opened, some you know people from Indianapolis were coming up here because they saw us on online. 
you know, Indianapolis has New Day and Ash and Elm. You know, two New Days is technically a metery, but mm-hmm. they do have cider, and Ash and Elm is a cidery. Um, there's two of them. And all of Indianapolis, and how many breweries are there? A in ton in Indianapolis. Yeah, exactly. So you guys are even competing with the Indianapolis market at this yeah. point, being so, up in Fort Wayne. I mean, cideries are barely new in Indiana. They're big in Michigan, um, Ohio. There's not many. Um, Illinois, there's not many. Um, but Indiana's starting. We were well represented at CiderCon, um, which was in Baltimore just a couple weeks ago. So. Oh yeah, I saw that on your head of social media. Yeah. Because I was gonna try to see if we get you on earlier, but then or Brent said that, and then I was like, I think they're in Baltimore. I saw <laughs> on their Instagram they were posting a bunch of pictures out there. Yeah, yeah Logan had a nice work trip. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot of going stuff. to Vegas for a conference. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I take a company work trip. Yeah. I don't think we're big enough for that, London. <laughs> yeah. Well, next year is Chicago, so yeah, it'll be a lot closer. Yeah. A little closer. You guys all trying to go to that then? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hopefully. It's fun. It's a lot of a lot of ciders from. I mean, there was, I think, well represented. Um, Canada was there. Mexico was there. We had a lot of European countries there. Um, so it's it's starting to spread. Right, which is good. I mean, it should. It's something that's. I mean, you have like your big ones that you always see on the shelves at Kroger's or whatever, and. And you don't see those those little ones anymore, which I mean, you're seeing like like you said, like the microbreweries and stuff are popping up all over the place. But then you don't hear about cideries, and that's why I feel I I like it being in Fort Wayne. I, I really appreciate that you guys have busted your butts to get something like this up and running. Uh, so uh, how was it like working with like because the building? If any of you guys have ever been to uh, Kikianga, it's a it's an old it's a it's a really old building, but they have done a lot of work to it, and it, it really fits the whole cider industry. How was it working with this building to get it up to what you guys kind of wanted to? Well, the gate lines, they, they did a lot of work. Uh, I mean, it's not, I would say, functional for a big operation, but mm-hmm. it's nice for a small. Um, obviously, you can see we're still working on the building because there is no heat in here. Um, so. it's, it's a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always challenges, um, you know, fitting big things in small spaces. That seems to be the concept here, but yeah, um, to kind of elaborate more, um, it is. It's a 19, I think 1928. It was the building. Uh, it was original cider press. Um, we actually still use the cider press. Um, we'll always get real excited when we can fire that up. Uh, it just brings back nostalgia. Um, usually on Saturdays, uh, anywhere from 20 to 30. We, I think that our first time we had like 40 people here just watching the uh, live pressing. So um, that was cool. And CBS Sunday Morning News was out here. Uh, Mo Roca, he did a little feature. Like uh, I saw, I saw that for uh, his. Uh, he was here for like Johnny Appleseed yep. and stuff too. Yep. Yep. Um, cool. We didn't get as much exposure as we thought we would, but yeah, uh, it, it is what it is. It's you know. I mean, still come right. Johnny Appleseed. If 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 for all of our non Fort Wayne listeners, we have a big festival, uh, Johnny Appleseed Festival. Um, they get a bunch of booze, um, dress up in the current times or not current times, but like pastime stuff. Uh, it, that's why it's really surprising that we haven't actually had a cidery having Johnny Appleseed. Right. Uh, I think. Are you guys feeling? Are you guys thinking of doing any kind of like business with Johnny Appleseed, so, or maybe? Um, we had one cider. We called it Johnny's Grog. Johnny's Grog. Johnny's Grog. 
Uh, we just took um, cider that we fermented that we get a lot of our cider from Michigan. But so we actually had some local apples here that we pressed and so we kind of combined them. And uh, that was actually one of our best sellers because it was, what was it? It was almost like 7%. The Johnny's Grog. Johnny's Grog, yeah. Johnny's Grog was like, uh, Johnny's Grog was seven percent, and it was dry. So uh, a lot of males seem to go towards the higher alcohol proof. Yeah, <laughs> more bang for their buck. Yeah. I guess. But, yeah, the the crazy thing, we're like our big push. We want to try to get to allow alcohol sales at the Johnny Appleseed Festival because currently we asked, they're like, no, we can't have alcohol there. So we're like, man. If we could be at the Johnny Appleseed yeah, Festival, you guys would kill it. That would be amazing. We so, did get a lot of traffic that weekend, though. Of, yeah. Well, well, I mean, just going back to what you mentioned, you source a lot of your apples from Michigan. So, what what's the future goal? Are you? I mean, you said you had some locally. Are you trying to move more into the all local? Or? Uh, well, the hardest part with all local here in Indiana, there's not a lot of large orchards. Sure. Um, so the biggest orchard closest to us is Orchard Hills um, up in Kendallville, and they farm about 89 to 90 acres. Um, and that doesn't even last him the full year. He potentially, he told me this year he has enough apples to last through March. So he's still running out of apples on his own, doing his Jeez. own thing. So Michigan is kind of, Michigan is the second largest growing um, apple producer in the United States. Uh, Washington is number one. So... No matter what, we're always going to have to source probably from Michigan, or um, we're actually even looking to go elsewhere from New York to Pennsylvania because it is a fruit, and fruit in different parts of the regions, you could have a bad year, bad crop. Sure. Um, we're actually kind of running into that. Our flagship is made 100% Northern Spy Apple, and uh, Northwest Michigan had a bad Northern Spy crop uh, this past fall. So, so it's something that we got to you know, kind of look elsewhere to different locations just to make sure that we can continue to have apples that we need throughout the year. Yeah, it didn't take us long to figure out that, um, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. So <laughs> we need a lot more different suppliers from different regions. We're always going to have local stuff, though. Uh, just recently we did 100 bushels from Orchard Hills. Um, we just pressed that, almost yielded around 400 gallons. So... We're, I mean, when season comes, we're going to pull apples from these local orchards to make local series. Yep. So we're going to set up a local series. So every fall we'll do um, different um, flavors, varieties based solely on um, local orchards. So yeah, we can... That's definitely good to see. We're looking at probably releasing them in 750 milliliter bottles um, and just like craft small hand batches. Um, yeah, like right now we have, um, so Hartman's Orchard. Hartman's used to own this building, and he has a small orchard up on Flutter Road. Um, we did a pressing with some of his apples, and we're going to release the Hartman's blend here um, probably in March in 750 bottles. Nice. So it's going to be a dry cider, 7% alcohol. So so let, let's talk about the cider. What what was the first one you guys made? <laughs> in, in, let, let's go all the way. Let's go. Oh. Did you give it a name? All yeah. the way back with the original. Test batch one, I think. Test batch one. Out in Adams County. Yeah. Uh, Adams County apples. Uh, not, they had no idea what the variety was. We did not wash them. We did not pasteurize them. We grinded them up. 
And then we threw some yeast on them and said, hopefully this turns out. And it tasted like vinegar. So, <laughs> yeah, I've had a few batches like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was our first batch. That was what? Three, that was four, four years, years ago, I think. Three or four years but ago. That, uh, that turned the light bulb on. So. Yeah. And then, I mean, from there, we just we got to the point where we wanted to start to make stuff that actually tasted good and people would actually want to drink. And so we went through, I mean... We did a lot of test packs. A lot of our uh, wi- our wives, our neighbors, our friends, they drank some uh, <laughs> yeah. probably not good stuff. Yeah, some pretty bad cider. <laughs> so but... they were your, your commentators yeah. and everything. We'd still out. put it down, though, because it still was alcohol, but it just didn't taste very good. <laughs> we uh, we kind of used my dad as a like the official tester because he only drank Bushlight. You know, he only drinks Bushlight. <laughs> oh, jeez. And uh, eventually, more and more, he'd be like, Man, that's that's not as gaggy as the last time. Or, you know, that's if, that's that's getting a little better. If you can get somebody that drinks <laughs> right. that all the time to enjoy a cider, then yeah. you're you're on to something. Yeah, and then I mean, the first light bulb was like when we first made old bicorn, which was made with 100% Northern Spy Apple, and he drank it, and he's like, he's like, hey. I can have a couple of those. He was like, it's not gaggy at all. We're like, oh my God. We're like, we got something. We have something. Here. There it is. <laughs> so. So, so which of your blends is your favorite? I like Old Bicorn. Um, it's 100% Northern Spy Apple. So single varietal ciders are very rare to come by because there's not a lot of apples that can make just by itself a good cider. Most cider apples have to be blended to um, achieve a good tasting cider. Um, but I think Old Bicorn is unique. It's different. Um, and that's why it's my favorite, at least. Um, but it's up for debate. I mean, everybody's taste is, you know, different. So. so so, what kind of new stuff should we be on the lookout for? Do you have any ideas in the works? <laughs> we, got a, we have a lot of new stuff. Like, all of our tanks are full right now. Um, every single tank is full. We actually, after that pressing... I had to actually get our old bottle or fermentation buckets out and fill those up too. So we got a lot of dry stuff coming up, um, and then um, this later this spring we'll have a lot of um, new fruit, fruity ones. Um, so and I'm real excited. We're uh, we have our first whiskey barrel, so we're going to start our barrel aging program, and actually starting it today. Yeah, the barrel's been steamed. It's uh it's uh, from Hotel Tango, so it's mm-hmm. held their whiskey in there. Um, we were putting five gallons of apple syrup, which also came from Orchard Hills. Um, and then we're putting in a, a wine sap blend from Orchard Hills in there, too. So Ooh, That should be delicious. Because part of like our tasting room, like the decor, we want to have a, this back wall behind us uh, just full of whiskey barrels. And yeah, that's something we're really going to expand on here in this next year is um, we're really going to step up our barrel aging program. Um, a lot of cideries are starting to do it, um, but we want to make it something unique and different here in Fort Wayne. I mean, you get some barrel-aged stuff, you know, from breweries. They do one or two things, like kind of like how we're starting out. You get, you wind up with a barrel. Let's try it. We want to have an extensive program where we're, we're pulling stuff from rum barrels, cognac barrels, tequila barrels, whiskey, bourbon, um, even Cabernet barrels, Chardonnay barrels. So it's something we really look forward to. Well, and as long as they never change the single-use bourbon barrel laws, you guys should have availability. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so you guys are crossing your fingers. Yeah. yeah. I know the bourbon guys are hating it, but... Yeah, those dang laws. It's kind of funny that you guys said that, that you were talking about, like, uh, uh, just trying to find that thing that works, and I was watching a TV show, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you know what I'm kind of talking about, where they go out in the woods and make 
moonshine and stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was like, you don't get that hit from, you don't get that like that bestseller from not testing and seeing what uh, tastes good and what doesn't taste yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, we have two flagships. The, the recipes always stayed the same and they always taste the same. Um, everything else that we have rotating, we always are, I'm always twerking it, trying to make it a little better, taste a little different. Um, you know, we've had a hop cider. I think this is like our fourth time, third or fourth time being on tap. It's been different every time uh, just because I'm trying to find what is the best and what tastes the best. Um, this one's a little drier, a little higher alcohol. Is that the one that you have on tap right yep, now? This one? Yep, yep. Yeah, I think that's what This is good still. Yeah, I mean, six and a half percent, um, dry hop for a week. Um, the last one we had was only five percent, a little sweeter. Um, so, like, we're always, always working to strive to make something taste better. So, circling back, you said you were throwing things in your old fermentation buckets. Yeah. How have the growing pains been with the machinery you guys bought? I mean, you said <laughs> earlier that you blew your projections out of the water in six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started with one, one thousand liter tank, um, and then some little fifty gallons and eighty gallons. Now we're up to three. And it's still not enough tanks for us. Buying more. <laughs> we need to buy more tanks, and we need to buy bigger tanks. But the problem is, is like our space is so limited right, right now. Um, it's just, and we don't. I mean, it's just tough. Um, right. And sure. So we got stuff just waiting. You know. We've had um, some problems with our bottling machine as well. We're getting that worked out. It's actually uh, getting worked on right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we really want to be in bottles. I think being the first hard cider legally bottled in Fort Wayne would be a huge uh, selling point for us. Yeah, no, that'd be great to see on the shelves. Didn't you guys have a deal? You guys had a deal with somebody recently, haven't you, with uh, selling the bottles? Yeah, so, well... S&V Liquors, we did. We're doing a collab cider with them right now. Okay, um, so, collab cider. Yeah, well, they're gonna. T they want Old Bicorn too. So Old Bicorn will be available at the first liquor store. Will be S&V Liquor Stores. That's awesome. Um, but then we also did. We're working on a collab cider with them right now, where their craft beer buyer um, came in, helped us press the hundred bushel. Um, we're coming up with the name. You know, what type of flavor it's going to be, um, and it's all basically local apples from Orchard Hills up in Kendallville. So we're trying to keep it as local as we can, especially since we're doing that collab cider with a local company. Um, but I know some of the stuff that we're going to have to pull because we're going to turn it into a flavored cider, a fruit cider that we're going to have to pull fruit elsewhere. So when can we expect to hear more about that? <laughs> or can you say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a late spring release. So, you know, the biggest issue is getting our bottler to work. Um, and once that is working, because... We plan on putting it in bottles and okay. selling it from there. We'll have some on tap here also, um, just so people can try it. But most of it's going to be packaged and sold at SMB. Sent out. So yeah. you guys got a lot of stuff coming up here in the spring, yeah. uh, which is awesome. Like that you guys are still growing as fast as you are and everything. Uh, did you ever expect? Because you said you've only how long have you? How long was it from? There's Adams County in the backyard and barn to uh, now. I think. We're right about four years. Four years. Did you ever expect that in four years you would be over here on <laughs> Gagline Road in this facility that like perfectly matches what cider? The, uh, honestly, like I said in the, before, I had no idea where this was going to go. Like, just trying to throw together financial numbers was like a nightmare because yeah. that's my background accounting finance. So I'm just like, there's nothing to go off. Of. Like, you know, um, trying to do like the Nielsen's 
they do like a trend um, of cider sales and all this, but it's not broken down per, you know, craft. It's just the overall market yeah. where it's going. And um, but yeah, this like I said, it's exceeded our expectations already. And um, we initially, like I, I still work, but Logan works full time. So I never. We were just gonna. Oh, this is our part time job. Right. Like, uh, we didn't know there was that many cider drinkers in Fort Wayne. Like there was. There was really no study out there. there wasn't. There was no cider to go drink at. Right, and I think uh, we had a Facebook study done. It said like there was only like nine thousand people in Fort Wayne that liked a cider company on Facebook, like something like that. So well, that's a pretty interesting analysis to go look at. Yeah, and we were, and, and we're kind of like, we think it should be higher than that. Right. I mean, um, if you go up to Michigan, there's so many cideries and they're all great. And it's and they're small towns. There's, you know, there's the big ones. Vandermill's huge and Virtue Cider's huge. But they also have a lot of ton of craft cideries. So, um, we just uh, really based upon that and where we feel the cider market's going. It was more of a leap of faith than like a scientific uh um, <laughs> we have all this background uh, data that says we're successful right we're gonna be successful and like i said i tried to compare us to the breweries but i mean i mean you can't even do I, that i think everybody i know loves beer yeah even if they don't like it they drank it in college like right. <laughs> i don't know you know when we start out i don't think everybody loves cider you know we always drank it like i said we drank woodchuck and um we did drink some angry orchard and that's just kind of led to us making it we're like there's nothing around here like I think you guys honestly I think you guys are making a little bit way better quality than what yeah. you're drinking that watered down stuff and right college. we yeah we're t- so I appreciate I appreciate they got a solid taste out of it right yeah and it's not uh, loaded up with sugar and all yeah that, but uh, yeah people watching their calories and stuff <laughs> I'm yeah I'm really excited about the future for us I mean I think we're just scratching the surface here and I, like I said, with the barrel aging program, and then once we start our local series, um, just the our hardest part has been so far really is just getting out there that hey, cider is real. Like it's a real, it's it's a, it's a real drink. drink. Like, yeah. like and it's not seasonal. It's not it's not in the fall. Like, yeah, it's not a girly drink. Right. It's yeah. Like, Everybody should come here. And I feel that's try it part out. of the Midwest problem is they do feel like it is. Yeah, uh, it's like it's beer, not, dark beer, stouts. Right. Oh, man. It's like, okay, it's but, 2018. Come get some cider. Come down to Kikianga. And that's, I mean, in full disclosure, like, we still drink beer. Like, we still drink whiskey. We still drink yes. beer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> oh, right? No. Oh, no. I mean, I drink a ton of cider. So it's some days, you know. I, Switch it up. The new brewery's opening. I always go check their stuff out, and they've all been really good. So. Yeah, because you said you said earlier that you're getting on taps and stuff now too. So people yep. people that uh, are located in other parts of the city and they don't know if they should come over here and test right. it out or whatever, and it's a weekday, they can find you at certain breweries too on tap, which is yep. amazing. Which is great, yeah. Because I mean, they need another option. Like um, Hop River, they put us on tap, and we we're ecstatic. Because we're like grand opening, you know. Like, right. But they also make really good beer. And like I said, I like their beer. And they like our cider. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's not you have to pick one or the other. You can. Yeah, you can live in the same <laughs> space with them. And, right. and it's nice to see your guys's, you know, Applewood tap handles all yeah. over town. 
Yeah, that's a great little thing. <laughs> yeah, we looked at the cost of like taff handles, like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, it's all fancy, and then you get <laughs> Kikianga's little wood piece, and it's like, oh yeah, I know what right. that is. Yeah, that yeah. was part of our like. So our whole model was to be um, basically no debt. So we've raised enough cash for everything. Um, we were going to wait until we our next expansion. We'll have to get loans, but. Um, that was one big thing I was focused on. If we can raise the cash, why not just do it? Like, and that's fantastic. I mean, if you guys cash flowed that all the way up till now without taking out that debt, I can't imagine anybody else who could have pulled it off. Right. It, well, we were fortunate enough to meet the, the Gagline family because they had the building. They, one of the brothers, um, their cousins, sorry. So he, he was looking into starting a cider company actually couple years ago but like he said he's he, he was getting older he's, you know he has three kids and he has a pretty good catering company across the road sure. so he just you know kind of ran out of energy and it was, I think it was a good meeting for us you know we yeah. sat down and um so you know we just included him as part of the business plan he gave us some money and his cousin gave us some money but obviously they the building was way more than you know yeah, just rent, I, I mean, a place that, that they, they put some money in, remodeled it, and we're just renting it from. Yeah, they're, they're great people. I know my girlfriend works over there at the catering yeah. company, and they're they're just phenomenal. And that they took, that they allowed you guys to come in here is just awesome because yeah, I, I mean, it's just great. And I think um, it's kind of a dynamic business plan, too, because they have the retail kitchen. So they have a retail kitchen in here. It's owned by their company. We have nothing to do with it. So it's, you know, it's kind of new, weird, but, like, why not split a space, you know, because we don't make food. We don't want to make food. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to hire a chef. You know, we don't want to, you know, build a menu, all this stuff. And so we're like, why don't we, you know, they want to have a kitchen. We want to have a tasting room. Why not just, you know. Work with them. Yep. Yeah, so that cuts the rent in half, cuts the utilities in half. I mean, it's you're bringing them money; they're bringing your money. Right. It's, so it's a good I know the markup on food is not as high, but also they got to look at. They're probably not spending any money on advertising, or you know, like as a normal restaurant would. Sure. Um, we're potentially bringing in like eighty to hundred people every Friday, Saturday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we can say we can bring in this many people. The more they drink, cater. the more they eat. The, I mean, Gagolin's I mean? it's, it's, catering food. I mean, that's good. That's good right. stuff. Right. It, it, it helped that, us that with the cider is just that. once they have their their kitchen open, it's going to help us tremendously to be like, oh, I think they got rated one of the best caterers. Oh in yeah, Fort they're Wayne. they're good. So it's kind of like a no brainer for us. Like, yeah, eat Gagline's food and drink our cider, and you know, basically we're treated like it's a permanent food truck. Yeah, right across the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, now no, the kitchen right in our tasting room. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's talk about the tasting room. When are you guys open? So right now, um, we're open Thursday, what, 5 to 7? Thursday, Friday, 5 to 7. Saturday, Sunday, 12 to 4 for growler fills only. Um, but we're going to open up in March, the tasting room, whether it's 70 degrees or 30 degrees. Um, so we're working on getting in the building, as we probably explained to you already. Um, but March. And it's really not that bad in here. <laughs> It's, it's still chilly. Yeah, it's, right. it's a little chilly, but, nah, but yeah. It, but we're gonna be March. The tasting room will be back open, and it'll be our normal hours, um, which are 
you know, weekends were open Saturday noon to nine, Sunday noon to six, and then Thursday and Friday usually five to nine. Very cool. Yeah, we're yeah. we're excited for the the weather to change. Yeah, it's, the uh, the state didn't approve our plans as fast as we anticipated. But now uh, in the spring summer, you're an open air tasting room. You're gonna yep. have, you know, you got the press right in the middle of everything. You got the bar on the wall. It, it's a pretty cool location. It's a cool place. So you guys can come in and see. You can see the press, and some days you might even catch them while they're pressing, which is now, really Now, do you guys cool. ever announce that before you're going to press? Yeah, usually, um, especially during the fall, we'll make events for it. Sometimes, you know, we don't, and people just come in and we're pressing because we have to. Um, we Basically, during season, we started pressing uh, for fresh cider and for ourselves the second week of September, and we were pressing usually two to three times a week up until the week before Thanksgiving. That's how much fresh cider very, we were also selling. Very busy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we actually just pressed in January when it was warm yeah. out that one day. Yeah. Six, so. when it, that Thursday at <laughs> 60 degrees, we pushed up, we pressed 100 bushel that day. Took so advantage of that. It, it smells tremendous in here once the press is running. If, yeah. if you like anything apple. <laughs> Making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 like an, it's like a little apple market, too, sometimes, yep. like during the summer. I think we came here yep. uh, during the summer, and you come in, and... You see all the apples, and you can come in and just buy a bag of apples. Yeah, the gate lines will be in charge of all that. It's a basically, you know, when when produce starts coming on, it's going to be a you know a farmer stand. Um, come get your produce here. Um, when apple season, come get your apples. So, very cool. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Like just. They have like a little farmer's market. Here. Yeah, it's, and, I uh, thought that was really cool <laughs> when I walked in here the first time and saw that. So how long have you guys been doing that? So we're not doing it. Um, the well, how long is it? Yeah. So they've been selling produce here for years. Yeah, basically that little upper room um, has been like an honor system produce yep. since mm. back in the day. Oh. I mean, um, eventually this, I think this year they're planning on having it staffed and manned um, fully um, throughout the hours though this time. Yeah, a lot of neighbors were upset because they thought we were taking away their produce. Uh -oh. <laughs> no, we can't. We're, we're like, no, no, we're, we're, we're always going to have produce here. I came, in, I came in, <laughs> grabbed a bag of apples because I didn't see it, went and paid for that, and then I got a growler fill <laughs> after I tried two or three of them. So... <laughs> Very nice. It might be an entrapment, but I enjoyed the entrapment. That was a lot of our first customers were people that were stopping to get produce, and they're like, what are you guys doing? They're like, we're selling hard cider. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We really didn't start advertising the tasting room until, what, August? So we were open up June, July, and then we was like, well, maybe we should start telling people about it, you know? So. Yeah, well, one Facebook video changed it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys would have probably still got. I mean, you guys are providing a, a quality product, and I'm sure we're. I mean, we're Fort Wayne's a fairly small city, and word spreads fairly quick. And any chance somebody that lives downtown or near downtown can go out east to get a cider? I mean, yeah, yeah. from downtown from here, it's like ten minutes. Yeah, it like, took me ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, it to take nine thirty or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or Lake, I think I'm probably yeah, going to take Lake, lake back. Too. But, yeah, it's a quick, nice, easy shot. Yeah, and we really want to get, like, a bike rack because the trail system's really close to Yeah, us, right so, over there. Um, really try to get some of that traffic here as well. Very cool. Well, thanks, guys. I mean, it it's an interesting business. I, I never <laughs> thought I'd see Cider. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah, – especially years, coming out of nowhere like you guys did. Three, four years ago. Yeah, I it's – you know – you know, Decider Con gave a lot of good, useful um, 
data saying that, you know, in 2016, cideries popping up kind of plateaued and there wasn't a lot coming on. Um, right now, registered cideries, I think there's only like 800 and some. Um, take, wow, take that compared very to small. 6,000 some breweries. Yeah. So it's a growing market. And, it, you know, a lot of states are doing good things to try to get people to use that state's apples too. So like New York actually has a, a farm license for cideries that if they use only um, New York apples, they can basically sell their stuff anywhere. Like you can literally get with like another cidery and you can start a farmer's market anywhere and sell your cider. So if like two of you are together, it could be considered a farmer's market. And you can sell it. <laughs> That's pretty, All right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it's great for Fort Wayne to have this many breweries and a distilling company and a cider company. Now um, it's, I, I was like Grand Rapids, they're like 200,000 people and they have way more breweries Tons. way and it's like i mean we're 50,000 people more than them and yeah. they're blowing us out of the water yeah i went up there the the fall before we opened because they had a bunch of cideries and just in grand rapids alone i, vis I stopped at seven cideries so you know that's pretty cool Michigan people are, you know. Yeah, they're they're a little they're a little precise on what they they know what they like when it comes to. Well, thanks guys. Yeah, do you guys yeah. got anything you want to yeah, plug or drop the website? Website Facebook, address, Facebook. Let us know. I'll check. I mean, Facebook and Instagram is uh, where we do with most of our stuff. Our our website's a little lacking, but so if you want up to date stuff, check Facebook for sure. I I personally found them on their Instagram. They post pretty often on there. Yeah, social media. I mean, it's, it's the way to go. There's really um, our website's good. It's one of our friends is building it, so got to keep on them to yeah, keep it going. It. Um, but um, other than that, distribution wise, shout out to Craft Roads Distribution out of Indy. Yeah, yeah. They they actually just hired a sales rep for the north, so they'll be well, more well represented here in the Fort Wayne area. And hopefully, you know, if you're out, ask for our cider. Very cool. For sure. Well, if you guys don't know about the east side, uh, it's over off of Gagline Road. You'll see Gagline Catering Company. It's a big red building, correct? Yeah, it's red tannish. It's, it's like a red tan. It's right across the street. Maysville Road. Oh, Maysville Road. My bad. I've been saying Gagline the whole time. I think I just caught it. It's Maysville Road. Right by just search Gagline Reception Hall. The landmark is Gagline Catering, Gagline Reception Yeah, Maysville Road. Maysville Road. Maysville Road, Maysville Road. Yes, it's up off of Maysville Road across from Gagline Catering. You can find it. You can Google it. It'll come up. That's Signs right on the road. You can't miss it. Search Kikianga Cider Company. Heck yeah. We're excited for uh, right. 2018. Yeah, big things coming. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you really, really loved it. You guys know we are trying to bring our best to the podcast. So whether you are walking your dog, traveling to or from work, or just cleaning the house, I hope this brought just a little bit of value to your day. Since we are new, it would be greatly appreciated if you could share this or just tell a friend about us. Thank you, guys.